Animated Journey, a podcast featuring interviews with animation professionals working in television, film, and games. I'm your host, Angela Ensminger. And first off, I just want to say thank you very much to everyone over at the Animation Network podcast. They recently had their season four launch party over at Pop Secret Gallery on Saturday. A great time was had by all. And I just want to thank Chris Wimberly and everyone on his fantastic team for putting together such a wonderful event. It was a lot of fun getting to meet everybody out there. And thank you to everyone who said hi to me and also who listened to the podcast. I really appreciate that. It was really nice getting a chance to meet all of you out there. So thank you very much for your kind words. And thank you so much for supporting Chris's podcast because Chris is an amazing person and his podcast has very much inspired me. So if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to and to subscribe to his show, make sure to check out the Animation Network over on iTunes. It's a really good show. He focuses on television animation. So make sure to check that out. And I have a wonderful announcement to share with all of you. I have a brand new job. I will be a production assistant over on the Loud House at Nickelodeon Animation Studios. I am over the moon about this, you guys. I am so excited. I love Nickelodeon. I love the Loud House. It's a great show. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, check it out. I highly recommend it. And I am just so excited and so humbled. And I just can't even tell you how great I feel about being able to work on this show. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And I've been working for a very long time towards getting a full-time job in the animation industry. And starting in December, I will be doing just that. So I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who has supported me. I really appreciate that. And I want to say to everyone out there who is working on getting a job in the industry, who dreams of working at an animation studio, no matter where you are in life, whether you're in high school or college or you're out of college or you're like me and you're transitioning from one career to a completely different career, you can do this. I did this. You can do this. I have full confidence and faith in you. It is very difficult. There will be times of struggle. There may be times when you want to give up. And I'm here to tell you, don't give up. You can do this. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes networking, getting to know people in the industry, working on your portfolio, working on other jobs that will get you towards the job that you want to have but it is totally worth it. And I look forward to sharing my experiences at Nickelodeon with all of you. So as I work on the job, as I work on the show, as I meet new people, I'll make sure to let y'all know how things are going. And all I can say is just for everyone out there who has this dream as well, hang in there. It is within your reach. You can do this. And speaking of hanging in there and it being within your reach and working towards your goal, there are two amazing opportunities this weekend for you to do just that. The first one is the Creative Talent Network Expo, which will be happening in Burbank, November 18th through 20th. And the second is DesignerCon, which will be happening in Pasadena, the 19th through 20th. Both of these events are awesome. 
Now, I've only been to CTNX, but this will be my fourth year going to that event. I have never been to DesignerCon, but I hear that it's rad. So whichever event you guys decide to go to, or if you decide to go to both, I highly recommend these events. It's an opportunity to meet animation professionals, to meet all the artists that you admire, and especially for CTNX, all the major recruiters from all the studios are going to be there. So bring your portfolio and have them take a look at your portfolio and give you tips because this may help you land that wonderful coveted job. And speaking of jobs, Walt Disney Feature Animation as well as Pixar Animation Studios have opened up their 2017 internship applications. So if you've dreamed of working at Disney and if you've dreamed of working at Pixar, and if you're a student, or at least in the case of Pixar, if you are a recent graduate, get on this. Apply for those internships. They are amazing. I can vouch for Pixar, having been a Pixar intern. Go for it. Apply. Get all your paperwork together. Knock them dead with your cover letter and your resume. And as I find out about other internship opportunities, I will let you guys know. Because internships are a great way to get your foot in the door in the industry. And also speaking of that, the Disney trainee programs are still open. So if you're a recent graduate within the past couple of years, you should apply for the Disney trainee program. So make sure to check out the Disney feature animation website and the Pixar animation studio website and get on that too, because those are very good opportunities for you to get your foot in the door. And one last event that will be of interest to all of you CalArts will be having their symposium exploring gender bias in animation on December 9th at 5 p.m. in Langley Hall on the CalArts campus in Valencia, California. This is your opportunity to find out how women are represented in animation. And also, this is your opportunity to make a difference. I know that in today's society, Things aren't always going the way we want things to go in the media and as creators, as artists, this is our opportunity. This is our time to change things. If you don't like how people are being represented in the media, if you don't like the stories that are being told, this is our opportunity as artists to change things. As artists, we are in the unique position to change the world for the better through storytelling. And animation is a fantastic medium to do just that. Animation reaches into the hearts of millions of people around the world, children, teenagers, and adults. And we have the power to change. We have the power to be a force of good. And one of the biggest forces of good that we could be is to help eradicate gender inequality. So find out what people are doing to do just that. Find out what's going on with that. Attend the symposium, see what's going on, have a really good time and make a difference in this world. And speaking of someone who is making a difference and doing wonderful things, I am very happy to be presenting part two of my interview with Everett Downing. Everett Downing is a story artist at Sony Pictures Animation. He is an amazing guy. He's very humble and he was very generous with his time and I really appreciated the fact that I had an opportunity to talk with him. 
and he will be at CTNX this weekend. So you'll have a chance to hear him at various panels, and I'll make sure to include links to that in the show notes. So without further ado, I am pleased to present episode 32, Interview with Everett Downing. And I want to ask you too, since you've had a chance to work at different places and getting recommendations at going to different spots, how were you able to go from different studios? You mentioned Aaron and Daniel and some of your teachers. So have most of your jobs come from not only the work that you do, which is really, really great, but also through like networking and mentors? So in the beginning, it's really interesting. So I have this sort of outlook when it comes to those things, like no matter how awesome you are, be nice, be cool, be fun to work with, be easy to work with. That's kind of like my work ethic. I really try to try to do the best job I can, and then I really try to work well with people. So in the beginning, it's all about the grind. You're just grinding, grinding, grinding. Because like so many, so many uh, rejection letters, you know, because you're just trying to get in. And what generally happens is. And I can see it now because I've seen the pattern. There's like an explosion, meaning like a content explosion, where it's like something goes really well, then there's a content explosion, and they need a bunch of bodies, right? So when things like that happen, that's when you have a really good chance of getting in. That's exactly what happened to me. Blue Sky needed people to help out because they wanted to do this thing, and, and they really like my stuff. And would I have been able to get in if they, were, if they weren't looking to get fill a lot of seats? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But when I got in, I made it a point of like, all right, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do the best job I can. And I'm going to ask a lot of questions too. Was that okay? Like, do anything I need to work on? That sort of thing. And people just kind of remember you. So a lot of times you can see just from my career, people jump around all the time. So what started to happen is once you get to a certain level, once you work for a certain time, people start to know you and people start cross-pollinating and going to different studios. Then I ran into, for example, after I left Pixar, a bunch of people was like, hey, I heard you were gone. These guys are looking. And then they're saying like, hey, I worked with Everett. He's really cool. You should really hire this guy. And that's kind of what happens. There's a community aspect where people kind of look out for you and that sort of thing. So be nice people. That's my, <laughs> that's my right. main note. Be nice and work hard. That's a big part. Because like after a certain amount of time, it starts working for you. There are definitely some times where I do have to call and like do a little searching. But I've been really fortunate where that's, that doesn't usually go on for too long. Usually, I can find something pretty quickly. Awesome. And speaking of finding things to do, you have worked on, I want to talk about a, two really cool projects. And I want to talk about both of those. The first okay. one being... um. 365 supers, which I got a chance to look at those. They were really awesome. And I got a chance to hear your NPR interview with it. And oh, yeah. What was, I yeah. mean, that's amazing. You know, you, you were on NPR, you're in Wired Magazine, yeah. you're in io9. I mean, everyone just gravitated yeah. towards this as they should. So can you talk a little bit more about yeah, that? Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that was wild. So I remember, like, you know, as you know, like, I love to draw on that sort of thing. And I was kind of in a rut for a little bit and like I was having a hard time drawing and kind of feeling uninspired. And I was talking to a really good friend of mine, Austin Nesson, and he was like, dude, you just need to draw more. Just draw something. Just you know, start an exercise and draw something every day. It could be anything. Pick something you like and just draw, draw one thing a day. And 
I'm like, well, I kind of like superheroes. Maybe I'll do that. I just said, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a blog because it's going to make it, make it public. So I can't backtrack out of it, right? <laughs> it's just like, you, you kind of have that false pressure of, well, we're going to put something up. I have the blog. You know, what am I going to do? So I just started doing a superhero every day. And I remember you can bang out about 50 to 60 guys without too much of a problem. After that, things get really rough because <laughs> you you kind of go to this place. You're like, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, Pinhead Man. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, you're just scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's, it's like you the know? mystery yeah. men of superheroes. It's like, dude, yeah. those paper clips. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost the, it's almost like the same thing happens that like you know when you stay up like really late and you start to get slap happy. Uh-huh. It's that same sort of feeling and you're like i don't care i'm just gonna make up so i just made up some ridiculous guys you know like doberman and pincher and like made up another one it was like mulch which is like a guy who's used to cut lawns and he was in some fertilizer explosion and he's like this walking mound of mulch and like <laughs> you kind of get to this point where it kind of flips back around and you kind of just don't care you're like whatever and that's actually kind of when it gets fun you know, when you stop caring, you know, you're just drawing for whatever and you start to kind of get into free flow. You're just doing whatever. And that was sort of my second win, right? I'm like, yeah, this is fun. And that kind of lasted me to about 283. And then it was just like, I think I'm done. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm done. And then my then Austin's like, you can't finish, dude. At the header of your blog, it says 365 supers. You can't stop at 283. And I'm like, I don't, like, no one is coming to the site. No one cares. I don't care anymore. He's like, you don't do it for them. You do it for you. You know? Ooh, so, that, that is, that's was, really deep. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. I was like, oh, because that, that made me, I'm like, all right, you're right. You're right. So I went back at it. And right around that time, I swear, right when that happened, a week later, that's when I got contacted from right there from Wired. And he's like, dude, I came across your site. This is really wild. Can I do an article about it? I was like, am I being punked? Is this real? (laughs) This isn't real. This guy is like some fake old guy from some high school somewhere. Just like, ah, I'm just going to write this for fun. Yeah. And I was like, this is not real, is it? And they're like, no, it's real. So, and then from that, then the IO9 and a bunch of stuff started catching on. And like NPR, well, the NPR thing was like, come on. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. And that was really great. And then after that, I got a call from Carson Daly. I got the call from Carson Daly. And I'm like, okay, this is this is not right. So yeah, that was it was incredible. And and that was really fun, you know. Like I've always wanted to do something more with it, but nothing really you know, when you're done with it, I'm like, I'm done for now. This is maybe I'll come back to it, but for now. My job is done, you know, <laughs> but it was great. Like it was so much, so much fun. And I tapped into a really cool community and people really dug it. I mean, part of the reason like things cooled off on 365 is because I picked up on, on the short, my book of Mojo short. So that sort of started to take my attention. Yeah. But it's good though. Cause you, you worked on your own thing. And that's the thing. I imagine, you know, working at a studio is super fun. You get to be collaborative, work with different people, work on a movie, 
or work on, yeah. you know, like a television show, like you did with Three Two One Penguins and Veggie Tales. But there's yeah. something yeah, yeah. different and awesome when this is my own thing over here. Yeah, just me. Yep, it's really nice. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of therapeutic. You know what I mean? I've had like a lot of really awesome opportunities. I worked in some awesome films, and it's been really, really cool. But it's, you know, when we all started we had our own ideas like, Oh, this would be really fun. And I think it's just nice to kind of take a little time to like do the pursue like your personal ideas. You know what I mean? At least that's how I feel. I really needed that. You know, you know, I just kind of felt like, Oh, I, I want to do, I want to see what Everett comes up with. That's really good. And then leading into that, the book of Mojo, which it's really yeah. awesome. I got a chance to read part of it and see your team behind it. And you guys raised $19,870 with your Indiegogo yeah. campaign. And that is yeah. very impressive. So can you talk more yeah, about... pretty awesome. Yeah. So can you talk more about the comic and upcoming animated short and just how all of that came to be? So Book of Mojo started a long time ago. I actually got the idea out of all places playing an online MMO. I was playing City of Heroes at the time. And I just made this rocky guy with his jewel in his chest. I'm like, this guy's awesome. And it came out with this elaborate backstory for him. And I'm like, I like this. And I kept thinking more about it. And it's funny because at the time, I, his name, I called him the Green Golem. And... It was a lot of fun. I, it was just like a really, really fun thing. And as I started thinking about it, I started thinking about this mock origin story I gave for him. And this world started kind of like taking shape. And I'm like, man, this is really cool. So it was something that was always kind of in the back of my mind. I just kind of had sitting there. And around this time, you know, I was looking at people who were doing some of the people that I really admire who were doing some really awesome books. Like I was looking at some of the stuff Jake, because I was working with Jacob Busca, Jake Parker. He was doing some really, really cool stuff. And Rico, his stuff was super inspiring to me. Ronnie was doing some really, really amazing like books. Derek Thompson was doing his like his like monster thing. And I just found it really inspiring. I actually my entry into animation was comics. So I, I felt like I need to do one. I've been trying to do a comic since I was in college, you know, since I was in SVA. So I decided, like, you know, maybe I'll do the Book of Mojo. So I ended up writing the whole story out and trying to work it through and work on how everything sort of fit together. And with the help of some really good friends at Pixar, they really kind of picked it apart, poked at it, and, and asked me really good questions like, why this? Why that? I started working on the comic, and, it, like, I was really enjoying how it was turning out. So I decided, I'm like, you know, it'd be really fun. It'd be really fun to do like a teaser for the comic book because I was going to come out with another issue and I wanted to do a teaser for it. So somehow I was able to talk a bunch of my friends into kind of working on on the, the Book of Mojo teaser, which is, I don't know if you've seen it, it's online. I worked with a bunch of my animation buddies over at Pixar and after I finish it, I posted it, and people were like, what is this? This is really cool. And I was really excited about how it turned out. Now, 
as a creator, I'm sure you know, you're always looking at things like, well, it could it could have been better. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, uh, it's okay, it could have been better, it could have been better. But people are saying like, no, this is this is really cool. You should try to make this, you should try to do a short, like a full on short and try to, to, to animate it. And I kept thinking like, how would I do that? Like, how am I going to get, you know, I got a bunch of my friends to volunteer for the teaser and I felt so bad, you know, it's like, why they, guys are like, well, because a lot of these guys are like working overtime to like help me out. And I just felt, oh, if I want to do this again, I'd want to at least give people I've worked with something, you know? Wow. So I sat down and I talked to a friend and he's like, Kickstarter, I think we could probably do something on Kickstarter. I mean, Indiegogo, actually, we should do something. So we put it together and I just started approaching people. I, I remember one of the first people I approached actually was Mike, Mike Ace. And it was hilarious because I didn't even really finish. I said, so I'm thinking about working on a, doing a Shimojo short. And I was wondering if you're like, yes, yes <laughs> sign me up. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And a lot of people followed up soon after. So, and, you know, as we started working on it, it attracted more and more people. And we did, we did the, the Indiegogo campaign. We raised like 19,000, 19, which is pretty awesome. And we've been working on it almost a year and a half now and getting really close. <laughs> I mean, the way we're approaching it now is we're now we're starting to get into animation and animation testing, that sort of thing. And it's really come a long way. I can't even believe how good it's looking so far. And we still have a little bit, a little ways to go a little bit, but I'm super, super stoked. Everybody working on the project is just incredibly talented and like i feel really fortunate a lot of them have actually approached me about working on it so it's great oh, that's really I'm glad good. to see people are excited about it that's yeah. cool when do you guys anticipate that you'll be done well right now we're working on an excerpt it's about a 10 minute short and we're working on a two minute section of it we're trying to get it fully animated but we will actually have an animatic of the full thing done and we're looking at we're looking at June to, to being done with the animatic. Hopefully we'll be done with the animation as well, but that thing, animation can slide a lot, especially when people are, are trying to help you out in their free time. We have a lot of talented guys who are, who, who are animating and working with us, but they're also, they're all working full time right now. Mm -hmm. So we're very conscious that we really try like not to like, I don't want to burn anybody out. Everybody, like I want, you know, if people help me out, I want people to feel like they are excited about it and you want to be on it. It's so far, it's been working out great. Awesome. And you bring up a really good point, which is actually leading to my next question here. How do you avoid burnout? Because you're working on Book of Mojo. You have a family. You're also working <laughs> yeah. full time at Sony. Yeah. How do you balance all yeah. that out so that you're not burnt out, but you're also spending quality time with people and getting to do your own personal yeah. art, but also doing good work for the company? It's funny. It's it's difficult. It's not, it's not easy. And you just got to be careful. Like, you got to kind of self-monitor. You got to say, be really honest with yourself. It's like, you know what? Am I, am I spending enough time with the wife and kids? Or am I burning myself out on this? I'll definitely... It's not like I've, like I've got a pretty good schedule, but it's not like I'm always on schedule. Sometimes work decides that work wants to be 
Sony wants to be the boss and they want to run most of everything. Sometimes Mojo says, give me the time, you know? So you try to balance it as best as you can. I've been really getting into just being present, a lot of that, and really being cognizant of your time and like who you're spending with it. And when you're with someone, you got being with them. So that really helps because it's kind of practice of being like, okay, I'm here now and I'm going to be, even though, even though, your schedule might be full. It's like, we have two hours together and I'm going to be here and we're going to spend that time with you guys. You know, I'm not going to multitask. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that actually really helps. I When I stopped trying to multitask so much, that really, really helped because then it turned into like, okay, daddy's drawing time. So now I have a time that's kind of carved out on the weekends and I try to put it where it's like, oh, we're people are sleeping or where like, you know, my kids do a lot of things like soccer and stuff. And like, I'll try to say like, okay, well this week I'm going to do this next week. I'll do soccer with her. So it's about trying to find that balance. And there's something to be said for just evaluating and say like, how important is this thing I'm working on? Then, you know what I mean? So you have to have to decide like, you know, I really, want to work on mojo right now but i can usually tell my daughter's act a certain way i'm like okay these girls need attention you know what i mean it's <laughs> like and so that's that's and that's the hardest part you want to work on something but then you're like you know what it's now it's not the time so you got to be good about that and also it's a different pace you got to like kind of pace yourself in terms of like when i first started i was being very aggressive and then one of the people working on the shorts, like, hey, you know, it's like I was working on somebody who did a project and they've been working on it for like five years. So I kind of put it in my perspective. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah, speaking of that, yeah. that marathon too and just like longevity and stuff, where do you see the industry going since you've had an opportunity to work on different projects and work at different places where do you think the industry is heading? It's really interesting. I've been looking a lot at that lately. I think there's a lot of things that are, are, are shaping the way industry is changing. I've been telling people about this for a while, but like now VR is like really popping up. And that's no joke. I mean, that's like a big thing. And that's going to be a new sort of format that we're going to have to wrap our brains around. And I've, I've got some good friends who already are, we're trying to jump in and, and see where that's going to lead. I also feel like content is like an all-time high. Like there's so much content. There's so many ways for you to get media. And so all that content has to be filled. So the big studios will always kind of be there, but they might change their method. Like I'm already seeing things like there's the illumination model, you know, where they do a lot of pre-pro in-house and then they have studios that are overseas in Europe and stuff like that, that they, they do a lot of the production in. That is a model that's probably going to be adopted more. Now with China emerging is like a huge market. We're going to see a lot of Chinese money be going into animation because they want a lot of content. So that's going to change the face of animation. I think that's going to create like a really interesting almost genre, new genre, because we've got to kind of learn like a, a bridge between the, like a culture bridge, you know, mm -hmm. like what plays in both places, you know, we're already starting to see some of that stuff. 
And then like uh, another thing is I'm kind of dipping my toe in with the with the short, but then there's this indie animation thing like with tools getting more and more powerful, like in the stuff that you can use at home. There's a good chance you can see the more boutique sort of studios that are like we're spread out all over the world, but we we have a have an online pipeline that we can use and that has a chance of, of maybe becoming a thing, you know, it's really fascinating. It's really, really cool. So there's going to be lots of big changes, basically is what I say. I think, I think it's definitely, things are definitely changing. That's cool. That is really good. And speaking of that change, now that, you know, you brought an opportunity to see all of that and see where things are going. If you could go back in time to when you were first starting. So, you know, you're ever just starting out in the industry or even when you were in school or before school, do you have any advice that you would give to yourself? Yes, I do have advice I would give to myself. And I would give this advice to, basically to anyone. And that is focus. <laughs> like focus, <laughs> pick that thing and immerse yourself in it. You know, like I liked a lot of things. So when I was young, I wanted to do lots of different things. And I think that if I would have really focus and learned what I was doing at the time, really kind of immerse myself in that. I think you just learn a lot, you know, and then you got to kind of listen to your instincts when you do that. You know, there's some things that I didn't do because I was like, it's tough to notice at the time, but like, you're like, Oh, I was a little scared. Like, cause it's, it's, it is a risk or whatever, but you feel passionate about it and you don't want to kind of look back and go like, oh man, what would have happened if I would have done that? You know, like you've got to, if you feel passionate about something and you have an opportunity, I don't want you to sell your house and like move to, you know, some like a war zone or anything like that. But like, <laughs> you know, you should really, you should really think about if it's, if it's something that's really important to you, you should definitely do it. Yeah. That would be my advice, I think. Awesome. That's very good. And then, oh, of course, you're like, clear. no, that makes perfect sense. And actually, I remember uh, the director of my uh, animation program at school, he said the same thing. Because I remember going to his office and just telling him, I want to do all these things. He said, okay, yeah. first, get really good at the one thing. one thing. Pick the thing you like the most. And then when you're really good at that and you're working, then go off on all these other offshoots of stuff he said otherwise you'll get like yeah. really mediocre at a lot of things and nobody needs that yeah 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 and and the thing is like if you do pick the thing that you're most passionate about and and, and the thing that makes you happiest and you kind of immerse yourself in it you're going to have that kind of fuel of enjoying it that's going to kind of keep you going if you decide like well i'll do this but like you know it's like not my favorite thing in the world but i can do it you're just not going to have that same fuel that same passion going into it makes perfect sense and then finally like what are you currently into now like are there books or movies or music or shows now where you watch them you're like yeah that is that is really cool what do you like to watch and what do you like to read and listen to i'm such a big nerd (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, there's a few things that yeah yeah (laughs) I, you know, like I said, I, I, it's so boring. Like, I like the, like a lot of superhero things that are going on. Like, you know, like I watch Age of Shield, like Daredevil, like I've been, like I, I watch that and then 
I binged it so bad. I'm like, I'm going to just take my time. And I remember watching the first episode and I was kind of storyboarding. And it was like a Friday. Or, and then the next thing I know, it's like Sunday and I'm on the last one. I'm like, that was <laughs> you know, it's like, what happened? I binged it. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, it was like, what happened? Exactly. But then there's stuff like, I really, I'm really into like Better Call Saul. But, you know, I, I, lo- I love that breaking. Breaking Bad crew. So, oh, you know what I've been watching is uh, Underground. Oh man, Underground. Whew, that show is intense. So I've been really digging that one. And what else have I been really into? You know, it's funny when Star Wars Rebels started. I was kind of like, eh, I didn't really pay any attention to it. Mm-hmm. And then I think I saw one promo. I'm like, what is this? So I actually kind of went back and I started watching it from the beginning. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I've been. I've been kind of watching that one a lot lately. So, yeah, it kind of goes under the radar. And then, like, yeah, I just saw some promo. I'm like, what? Yeah. Wow, I've never – this looks This looks cool. Well, plus, to your point, there is a lot of content now. I feel like every so week much. someone I know says, have you seen the show? Have you read this comic? Yeah. Have you seen this cartoon? I'm like, no, because I'm trying to get stuff yeah. done. It's like if I were to watch yeah. everything ever, nothing would get accomplished. I know the feeling. It's just like, oh, it's too much. Too much good stuff. Yeah. But but I support it all, even if I haven't, if I've watched like a fourth of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, another one too I've been, I just got to mention this one too, because I started getting into that one, is Quantico. I've also been really getting into that Oh, one. that looked I good. I haven't seen that yet. Is that good? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty into it, you know. It's funny because I go back and forth because sometimes I'm like, that totally wouldn't happen, but that doesn't stop me from watching it. I'm still there with like my hand on my chin, like she did what? You know, <laughs> that's the mark of myself. a great show. It's like it wouldn't happen that way, and yet you're still eyeballs still glued you're still to the watching screen. It. It's like what's going to happen now? Exactly. No, don't do it. Exactly. But I honestly like. There's so many shows. Like those are just ones that kind of popped into my head. I've watched a bunch of stuff. You know, like it's ridiculous. I think the biggest one. For me lately, it was the Daredevil. Like I binged that one like crazy. I enjoyed Jessica Jones as well. Did some really cool stuff. That's good. It's definitely a a high point too for superheroes. I feel like it's come a long yeah. way. Because I mean, I really like like the original Superman movie. You know, that was really good. And then the yeah. original Batman movie was really good. And yeah. then there was this weird time of stuff like batman and robin just going oh wait what's happening you know yeah. and now it's like wait what is going on yeah and there's been this like upswing to the point where now it's not just oh there's a superhero movie that's coming out or there's a superhero show it's like well which one are we talking about that, yeah you know which there's universe so are we referring to because now there's like i feel like there's like 18 a year that are coming out for you to choose from i know right it's crazy. And then like yeah, like you said, they're they're only getting better. Like if you I saw Civil War, the Civil War trailer, and I was like, What is this? This is amazing. Seeing Spider Man, I was like, Okay, I'm in, you know? And then I saw Deadpool. That was amazing. Yeah, that was really funny. Because <laughs> there's all these it was really funny. And like there's all these genre breaking films that are kind of coming out, right? Like mm-hmm superhero films so it's great and they're different winter soldier was like a super spy movie you know yeah well that's the great thing too because i feel like people i know that don't read comics and would even say that they're not super into superhero movies they really like 
a lot of these films. You know, I have a lot of friends that they don't really yeah. care about superheroes. They loved Winter Soldier because it's just a good movie. Even if you don't like comic books, it's just a really yeah. well-made movie. Exactly, exactly. And I think there's only going to be more of that happening, you know? People are saying like, oh, superhero movies are going to go away. They're not going to go away anytime soon. They're just not. It's not going to happen. Well, as long as you have people writing comics, reading comics, creating content, creating movies, creating stories. I mean, yeah. things never really go away. They just might, they get a little quieter. You know, like maybe yeah. there's not a bunch of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. maybe there aren't a lot of gangster movies out right now or mob oh, movies yeah. or Western movies, but it's not like people aren't making those stories you just may not be hearing about it as much exactly exactly oh man that well is, is there anything that i haven't asked you yet or anything that you've been dying to talk about that in all your interviews with all the people because you've, you've gotten to talk to an impressive array of media outlets so is there anything that nobody has ever asked you where you're like you know i really want to talk about this you know i I can't think of anything on the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, what I would say is if you haven't checked out the Book of Mojo stuff, check it out. I'd love, I want people to read it. I like hearing feedback. Hopefully you guys will be seeing the short sometime in the near future. You should be, you should be. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's about, that's about it. Okay. So you're a pretty good, pretty good interviewer. Oh, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I, I really enjoy talking with people and diving deep. So where can people find you online? Because you have a, a myriad of sites. If you want to see my work, you can check out my website at www.edowning, that's E-D-O-W-N-I-N-G, at uh, .com. You can check out the Book of Mojo at Book of Mojo, www.bookofmojo.com. And if you're interested in seeing, you can find me on Facebook. It's like facebook.com backslash Book of Mojo. Or if you want to check out like the, the superhero stuff, if you go to 365supers.blogspot.com and you can see all of my crazy creations there. They're, it's nuts. Just even looking at them now, I'm like, how did I do so many? That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Pushed yourself. That, that's really cool. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's my place on the web. I mean, you may have already done it, but have you thought of putting like the 365 Supers as a book? Do you go to conventions and sell prints and like your artwork and stuff? You know, I thought about it. It's so interesting. Like I thought about, I don't know if there would be a, like, I don't know how well it would do, to be honest with you. Like I thought about putting it all in the book, but I feel like, well, you can get it online. But you got, you know, I, I thought about putting it in like a really nice format, having like a little write up that could be really fun, but. Not seriously, I should say. Okay. Because you had mentioned that you'd worked with Jake Parker, and I met him at yeah. CTN last year, and he had done that. He had taken different illustrations and sketches that he had done over time, and he had put it in a book. And it, it looked really nice. And I was thinking of your work, and it's like, well, your work would look really nice in a book too. You know, if people could flip through it and be like, hey, look at this. I would be lying to say I didn't think about it. <laughs> I had thought about it, but... Maybe I will. I mean, like, I don't know if there's still a fervor for 365, but I enjoyed it. And I think I'm not done with it yet. I want to do some stuff with it because it's such a fun and campy world that I ended up building. Maybe you could do like 365 villains next. Oh, wow. That would be tricky. 
but I could do it. When I think about doing <laughs> three seven sixty five again, it's like, whew, I start to sweat a little bit. <laughs> I tried to do something like I tried to do this thing called the new fifty two, which was kind of like I was riffing on like mm-hmm. DC's fifty two thing. I was going to do a new super super a week, but that never took off because I got really busy at work and stuff. But maybe I'll go back to that. Well, you're busy with you know. You're working on a movie. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's like you're working on a movie and you're working yeah. on an animated short and a comic. So it's kind of like, let me add one more thing to all the other right, major right. things that you're already working on. You know, let me add one more plate to the, all the plates that you're spinning here. I did think about, so I like I thought about the 52, like the new 52, doing 52 new guys. And then the year after that, I was going to do something called like 12 stories or whatever. Oh. And it would be 12 little animatic, you know, just like little boards of like, just pick some of my favorite guys and do 12 different stories. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Just kind of draw draw something up in Storyboard Pro and just make a little movie of it, you know, just like a little animatic. But if I'm feeling ambitious one day, I'll do that. (laughs) Well, that's great. So what we'll do is we'll check back when... You know, when the trailer for Book of Mojo is done, if you publish yeah. your 365 Supers book, and if you do your 12 stories, let me know. I'll make sure to publicize all yeah, that and be like, you heard him once before, and now see what he's been doing. It's great hearing all the things that you're doing, because it makes me realize, you know, there's no excuse to not create your own work, because you're making yeah, the time yeah, to create sure. really cool stuff. and. I don't want to say that's easy. It's not easy to do it, but the tools are, I mean, now we've got laptops and tablets and all this computing power. And if you don't have any of that, there's paper and a pencil and your phone. You can just take a picture of it and upload it. There's like literally no excuse to not create. Yeah. I love Instagram, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. It's just perfect for that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and Tumblr is another place that is really great. Pinterest, like there's all these other, these new things that are kind of popping up where you can kind of share that work with people. Absolutely. I did think of one last, one last bit of advice yeah, yeah. actually. And it's, it's kind of related to focus, but this has to do with personal projects. Mm-hmm. And my advice is start small, do something that you can like finish easily don't get overly ambitious. And my other thing would be focus as well. So do that one project, start small, do that one project, and then finish that one project before you start another one. You might get an idea for another great project, but just drill down on paper, maybe do a doodle, but don't even think about it until you finish that first project first. And then you can slowly kind of build up and try to do more ambitious stuff. But don't try to do like don't try to jump into something crazy at first. That would be my advice. That's really good advice. And it reminds me of the kind of shorts and projects people wanted to do in school. Because I remember when we first got to school, people wanted to basically make the next level Lord of the Rings. You know, you talk to people <laughs> where they're like, I'm going to animate like 50 characters running around. And then you take animation one and realize, or I could do two in a room talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I remember I was talking to a friend. Well, it was a friend kind of minty. 
and they were wanting to do a, an assignment, and they're like, I, I want to have this bird comes flying in and jumps on this person's shoulder and singing to them. And I was, I was like, why don't you have the bird fly in and like peck at some bread, look, and fly away? If you did that and did it convincingly and it looked great, you're like, it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, just do that. Just start there. And then your next assignment could be you could be more ambitious, you know, start small. That is good advice. Yeah, that, that's smart. And it's not like you're telling people curb your creativity. It's just like building blocks, you know, just start. Yeah. And then because yeah. I feel like, too, a lot of artists, they they have a million unfinished projects and they're all really yeah. cool, but none of them are done. So they don't have anything to really show to anybody. Yep. Exactly. And you know what? The thing that is going to impress employers and that sort of thing is finishing, being able to finish stuff. Mm -hmm. Because by doing this project small and like kind of increasingly going, doing more and more, you're just learning those skill sets. If you try to do a tackle too much and you kind of fail and then you could get discouraged, it's easier to fail at something that has a smaller scope and just try to repeat it. You know what I mean? you learn a lot quicker if you're trying to attempt something crazy like I, if i decide like if i just go like i'm gonna do you know i'm gonna do a feature i'm gonna do a feature film with some of my friends in the backyard you know like that sounds like a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen, you know? that's smart well i'm only saying like this is this is advice for myself too by the way this is what i would tell myself so that should give you some insight to some mistakes I've made in the past. Oh, I, I hear you. I do the same thing. I give my friends <laughs> advice and I'm like, you know that advice you just told your friend? You should actually follow <laughs> your own advice. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Everett, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest and being so giving of your time and all of your great stories and sharing no all of the work that you do. It is really awesome. And it's been really cool and really fun talking with you today. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed doing this. And that concludes part two of my interview with Everett Downing. Special thanks to Everett for being such a wonderful guest on the show. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Everett will be on several panels at CTN Expo happening this weekend. That's November 18th through 20th, 2016. So make sure to check out the show notes for information on the days and times. And also, several previous guests of the animated journey will be in attendance at CTNX, and they will be having booths. So make sure to stop by and say hello to Steve Ahn, as well as Pat Marconette, and buy all their merchandise and say hello to them in person, because they are amazing people, and I know that you'll enjoy meeting them. And so check out the CTNX website to find out exactly where their booths will be located. And also, previous guest Michael Yates will be on the Book of Mojo panel along with Everett Downing as well. So make sure to check out that panel for sure and to stick around afterwards to have an opportunity to say hello to everybody. And previous guest and all-around cool person Christy Knopp will be over at DesignerCon. So this is your opportunity to meet a lot of really cool artists. So check out the DesignerCon website to find exactly where she will be. And if you have the opportunity, go to both conventions because both of them have a lot to offer and you'll get to see a lot of cool stuff and you'll get to meet a lot of very interesting people. And also, if you have enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to leave a review on iTunes. All of your reviews help more and more people to find out about the show. 
And you can also support the show by visiting www.theanimatedjourney.com and visiting our PayPal link, clicking on that link and making a donation. All of your donations help me to keep the show up and running with technical costs. And I just have to say, I really appreciate everyone who has donated to the show that has helped immensely with podcasting costs associated with the site, especially hosting. So thank you very much for that. Also make sure to support our sponsors by clicking on the affiliate links on the website. And our sponsors as always are audible.com, amazon.com, Loot Crate and Blueberry Podcast Hosting. Audible is your place to go to find audiobooks of all kinds. Amazon.com is your one-stop shop for everything under the sun. Loot Crate is your place to go for awesome geek and gaming gear. And Blueberry is your place if you've ever wanted to host a podcast of your very own. I highly recommend the service. It's really good. They have a lot of awesome metrics. It's very easy to use. And also... Uh, They're not a sponsor, but I just want to give a shout out to Josh over at Zencaster. Zencaster is the program that I use to record audio online. And I just want to say thank you to Josh for all of his help with technical issues and technical aspects and for creating such a great program. I really like it. So if you're looking for a way to record audio online, I highly recommend Zencaster. Their prices are very affordable. So make sure to check them out. It's Z-E-N-C-A-R-S-T-R dot com. It's a great service. So make sure to go over there, check them out, say hi, and try it out. I think you'll really like it. And to find out more about what's going on in the wonderful world of animation, make sure to visit the Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash The Animated Journey. On Twitter and Instagram, the handles are at AnimJourney. And on Tumblr, the site is www.theanimatedjourney.tumblr.com. And to see what I have been up to lately, make sure to check out www.sketchysoul.com, www.sketchysoul.tumblr.com. And on Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at sketchysoul. So thanks again to everyone for listening to the show. I really appreciate all of your support. Looking forward to hopefully seeing many of you at CTNX. And as always, be encouraged and have a great day, everybody. Bye.